Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now, some of you might have been aware recently I went on the road and uh, attended a business analytics forum uh, set up by a previous guest mentor on the show called Simon Harrison. Now, uh, as I was there, I came across a very interesting model about driving confident decisions. And confident decisions are a very important part of our job. I mean, if you think about it, the quality of the numbers we get to present uh, to shareholders and, and the markets and so on is actually a real function of the quality of the decision made that, that are being made and you know if we can improve the confidence in those decisions then in theory we sh all things being equal anyway we should be able to drive better numbers and uh, you know, one of the models put up there was by Paul Husband and what I liked about Paul's model is Yes, he started off whiteboarding it and saying, you know, we need to go to a number of different stages, I suppose, from descriptive to diagnostic to uh, predictive and prescriptive. And we're all on that journey. And a lot of organizations are rushing into there and using technology and analytics technology in particular to go enable that. Uh, what's being missed by a lot of companies and where I think accounting and finance professionals can add a lot of value is a sort of unseen and unsexy bit there, which is is really related to a number of different things to do with data and data quality. In particular, um, what I, I put the model up there for those watching the video, I'll do my best to describe it, is you've got this XY axis where you've got capability on the X axis going horizontal and you've got value on the vertical axis. And obviously the aim is to um, invest in capabilities to go and drive extra value but before you can sort of think about the people side, you've got to think about the data. And the data, if you look at below, maybe call it a z-axis, which makes it a bit more 3D and comes off to the bottom left. What makes up quality data? There are a number of um, hygiene things that need, we need to go do to the data to enable us to go and start describing what's going on and, and diagnosing what's going on, predictive and prescribing. So before we can think about developing capabilities and adding even more value than what we do, we need to earn the right to go add that value. So in essence, to earn that right, a lot of our skills in finance developed through many thousands of years of transac recording transactions and, and presenting them prepares us for this because you know, if you think about Paul's model as he has it here, there's a number of questions we need to go through. Are our data missing? If they're missing or incorrect, for instance, then you could probably say we don't really understand if we have all our data present. Uh, now we can maybe make assumptions around that to to uh, to get around that in the short term, but ideally we want more complete and more accurate data. And guess what? You know, when we sign off financial statements, or auditors do anyway and give their opinion, it's a case of their accuracy and completeness. We've got great skills in that space. We've also got great skills in challenging some other areas that introduce additional costs that diminish the value um, of our, our move into providing better, uh, I suppose, analytics for more confident decisions. And that's around misleading and misrepresented data. And that comes from more of a, our business partnering or sparring partner or our independence in organizations to challenge decision makers on how they're interpreting data. Uh, you know, to, to maybe to position their either uh, deliberate or misrepresentative, um, how do you say, biases to make numbers look better than what they are. 
Uh, we, we all know how political organisations can be and sometimes we need to be the ones to stand up there. But also call out where people are being sort of um, misled just by biases. Um, and those biases could be ingrained. People may not even be aware. So it's that unconscious bias that they may not be aware of in terms of when they're presenting numbers. So, you know, if we can eliminate sort of those those uh, data challenges, in particularly because we've got the skills developed over many years, um, we can un you know reduce various costs associated with them: the cost of reworks, the cost of uncertainty, uh, and the cost of putting all the various sort of systems and checks in place to make sure it's right. So you know, as I said, we've got great skills to go and do this, but maybe perhaps we just need to go and uh, how do you say? build the confidence ourselves to then go earn the right to help drive value with better and more confident decisions. Thing is though, we have to earn that right. And I do think from an organization perspective, we're very well placed to go do that. So look, I hope you enjoyed uh, Paul's model and my interpretation of it. If you did, uh, please uh, share it with your friends and colleagues who might actually benefit from it as well. And of course, subscribe to our show. We're on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.